going on everybody welcome to catch hook and shoot my name's tom i am your host today is monday may 13th uh posting the show a day late this week because i spent yesterday at uh, warrior wrestling five on the south side of chicago i'm sure you guys have heard me talking about it over the last few weeks uh it was an awesome show i got some pretty good uh, pretty good content from the uh the fan fest which i'll be posting as well as part of this episode. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody for listening and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitch, and pretty much wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, this week's episode, as I said last week, is not streaming live on Twitch, but going forward I will be uh, streaming live on Twitch every Sunday at 3 p.m. and then the podcast will be going up on all the usual platforms uh, immediately after that. And want to thank everybody for following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. On all of those, it's at uh, Catch Hook Shoot, and you'll be able to find the page. And I hope uh, some of you guys have checked out our new Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash catchhookshoot. We've got uh, four different tiers there for you to subscribe to. Got some some good uh, good benefits on each one of those tiers. Make sure you head over to, to uh, patreon.com slash catchhookshoot to check that out. And also the uh, uh, new Catch Hook and Shoot store on Pro Wrestling Tees. That's ProWrestlingTees.com slash Catch Hook Shoot. We've got four uh, four pretty cool designs there. So, uh, you know, head on over, check it out, uh, pick up a shirt, help support the show. Like I said, any any money that goes into either the Pro Wrestling Tees store or the Patreon page does go back into the show to uh, help with upgrades and, you know, uh, helping to get out to conventions and events and things like that. So, uh, yeah, make sure you check both of those out. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Uh, so let's get right into what's been going on this past week in wrestling. Uh, as far as WWE, uh, we had the introduction of the wild card rule for Raw and SmackDown. Uh, basically what this is is a way for uh, superstars to uh, jump back and forth between Raw and SmackDown each week. Um and from what Vince McMahon said, I guess it's uh, going to be four superstars each week um, are able to move back and forth between shows. So you'll see four SmackDown superstars on Raw, see four Raw superstars on SmackDown. Um, it seems to be a way for him to be able to keep the uh, the top stars on both uh, both shows and in an effort to would seem to be an effort to increase the ratings as the ratings I'm sure everybody knows by now have been declining steadily over the past several months uh, this uh, yeah in the last couple of weeks they've been at pretty much the lowest they've ever been so this seems seems like a way for WWE like I said to keep their top stars appearing on both shows and uh, uh, you know just to uh, increase rating ratings get more eyes on the the product and get more people to watch um this week i guess we're going to be seeing uh charlotte is going to make an appearance on raw there's going to be a double contract signing with becky lynch um signing for her two matches that she has coming up at money in the bank versus charlotte and lacey evans so should be should be interesting i'm sure we'll see the typical contract signing brawl breakout with these three so have to see how that one uh, plays out some other uh WWE news this week is the uh, uh, some inappropriate uh, social media posts from from several years ago from Lars Sullivan that uh, were kind of brought to light. Uh, it's not the first that people have heard of these. I mean, this has been brought up before, but I guess uh, somebody compiled all of these posts together and put it out there for people to see. And uh, 
you know, there's a lot of back and forth online about it. Is you know, should there be some kind of disciplinary action taken? Should he be fired? Uh, things like that. Now, by all accounts, WWE was aware of these. You know, Lars Sullivan was open and honest with them about it. Why he didn't just remove them at that time, uh, you know, is is really kind of confusing to me. I mean, as easily as posts can be put up, they can be taken down. Now, granted, I'm sure somebody had, you know, screenshotted these or what have you, but. Uh, you know, they, they could have been taken out. Why WWE didn't insist on him removing them uh, when when he made them aware of them at whatever point in time that was, I, I don't understand. Uh, and apparently WWE has gotten some uh, some reaction from some of their sponsors, uh, most notably uh, the Mars Company, which is the parent company of Snickers, which of course is their big uh, WrestleMania sponsor every year. So, you know, they're obviously not happy about these kind of things. And when I say inappropriate, I'm talking about, like, you know, racist, homophobic, that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I'm I'm one. People are entitled to their opinions, that even if those opinions are unpopular. But they're, uh, you know, they have their freedom of speech. But they're, you know, what I think a lot of people forget is, you know, while, yes, you're free to say whatever you want about whoever you want, you're not free from the consequences, and if the consequences of that is that Lars Sullivan ends up losing his job, it is what it is. I mean, you know, you can't put that kind of stuff out there and not expect there to be repercussions, especially when you're in the public eye like a WWE superstar is. So, I mean, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan was fired from the WWE for racist comments that he made many years before they actually came to light and you know wwe didn't hesitate to cut him loose when that happened and uh you know so if they're not going to do the same thing to lars sullivan that's again that's a little confusing to me i mean yeah it was years ago uh i'll give him the benefit of the doubt he says you know that's not who he is now i mean people can change it is possible but uh like i said why not just uh take them down if it's not how you feel anymore you know take it down own it, which it it is it appears he has been. He came out, he you know he made the statement. Yes, I said these things. No, this isn't this isn't me anymore. This you know I've grown. I've however you want to put it, and uh, you know I don't feel this way about these particular groups of people anymore. But uh, like I said, if that's the case, take the post down. Get you know get them off of the internet. But uh, as far as I'm aware, that hasn't been done. Maybe it has. Who knows? But uh, you know it just. Uh, I mean, like I said, it is what it is. He put it out there, and now he's got to deal with the repercussions of it. So we'll have to see how this one plays out. I haven't seen anything saying that he's going to be uh, fired or disciplined in any way by the WWE. So, like I said, I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to play out. I mean, Lars, since he was brought up to Raw and SmackDown from NXT, hasn't been part of any major storylines. They've just recently presented him as, uh, you know, kind of, kind of an indestructible monster, kind of along the same lines as when they brought uh, Braun Strowman up from NXT. So it, it seems to be going in the same direction, making him that, that monster heel-type character. But, uh, you know, with uh, the issues that he's had, first of all, having to delay his debut because of some anxiety issues, which I fully understand. But then, uh, you know, now with this story coming to light, it uh, become to me, it seems to become a point of, you know, when... Is it just uh, not not worth continuing? And when you know when do you get to the point of saying, okay, you know, it's time to just cut our losses. This has become more trouble than it's worth. So we'll have to wait and see what uh, what happens with Lars going forward. It could be could be nothing. WWE could go on with business as usual, or if they uh, 
end up uh, having to bow to their sponsors, you know, if their sponsors say, hey, that, you know, this is not something we, we want to associate ourselves with, you know, if it comes to a point of having to choose between a superstar and their sponsors, obviously WWE is going to go the business route, the money route, and go with their sponsors, and Lars Sullivan will be out the door, I would, I would assume. But uh, again, so far there hasn't been anything other than a statement from Lars making an apology and saying that these, uh, you know, these are not his feelings anymore. So we'll have to see, see where that goes. Uh, some Ring of Honor news. Ring of Honor has a new world TV champion in Shane Taylor. He defeated uh, Jeff Cobb, Brody King, and uh, Hiroki Goto uh, this past weekend at the uh, uh, War of Worlds event. Uh, one of the events, there were uh, actually, I believe, four of them altogether. Uh, one of them was here in Chicago actually last night for a TV taping. So, uh, yeah, Shane Taylor is your new Ring of Honor uh, world television champion. Uh, some sad news in wrestling this week. Uh, Silver King, who was a pretty prominent uh, w in WCW back during the Monday Night Wars as part of the uh, kind of the... Uh, um, I don't think he was really a cruiserweight, but he wrestled among the, the luchadors that WCW had brought in for part of the cruiserweight division, along with uh, people like La Parca, Rey Mysterio, uh, Psychosis, people like that. Uh, but he passed away during an event this past weekend of a, uh, apparently, from what I read, he uh, had a stroke in the ring during a match, which led to a heart attack. Um, and by all accounts, you know, medical personnel and everything were on hand, and got to him relatively quickly. I mean, the match did finish. They took a minute for them to realize that something was really wrong, that it wasn't just, you know, the, the regular course of the match, but, uh, he, they were not able to, uh, not able to revive him. He did pass away in the ring during a match. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, rest, definitely rest in peace, Silver King. He had a, uh, uh, had a part in the uh, the movie Nacho Libre with Jack Black, and like I said, it was a prominent uh, prominent part of WCW back during the Monday Night Wars as part of their their luchador cruiserweight uh, division. And uh, you know, one thing I have to say about this: there was one dirt sheet out there, and I'm not going to mention their name because I refuse to give them that uh, acknowledgement or publicity. Uh, somebody, of course, chose to record video of what was going on uh, when Silver King passed away. Um, you know, of the footage of the end of the match and then of the uh, people trying to revive him, resuscitate him, uh, and performing CPR and things like that. Number one, it was completely unnecessary to re for someone to record that video. Uh, it's just in poor taste, completely classless. But number two, this dirt sheet chose to share that video on social media and on their website. And again, completely classless. This is not journalism. You know, it's sensationalism. It's using someone's death to get clicks, to get you know views, uh, to uh, to try to gain followers and things like that. And it's completely unnecessary. And the the individual in charge of this particular dirt sheet it, it tries to justify it, saying, "Oh well, TMZ posted footage of the uh, Nipsey Hustle killing and things like that." I'm sorry if you're using TMZ as your measuring stick for journalistic integrity, you need to reevaluate some things because TMZ, that's not journalism. Sorry to tell you. It, it's they're, they're, it's a gossip column at best. You know, so if that's what you want to be, hey, be my guest. You know, be be the, the wrestling gossip column. Um, but you know what? Own it. Don't try to sit out here and pretend that, oh, uh, this is real journalism. This is what... The, 
the quote unquote big boys do. That's actually what they said. You know, like I said, if you're using TMZ as your measuring stick for journalistic integrity, you you have some reevaluating to do because you're you're not a journalist. Sorry to tell you, you're a hack. It's exactly what you are, and I you know, it's not. Uh, like I said, I'm not even going to say who it was. I refuse to give them the acknowledgement or the the publicity to even mention their name. I'm sure some of you guys have seen it. You'll know who I'm talking about, but. Uh, yeah, to, to post it up there is completely classless, completely uncalled for, and then to try to defend it saying, you know, under the guise of of journalism and saying that, you know, even taking it as far to say, oh, it should be out there, you know, as a, as a warning of what can happen, and, and I'm sorry, you're not helping your cause. You You have no credibility, you have zero class, zero respect, and... You know, you, you have no business posting something like this. It's completely insensitive to the person it happened to, to their family. You know, the, this is a real person. This is not, you know, something that needs to be put out there. This is a human being who lost his life. And, you know, you should have some measure of respect and some measure of integrity. You know, if you want to be called a journalist, then... You know, the, this is not the the route to go. I mean, even you know, even somebody like Dave Meltzer had enough common sense to not post something like this. So that should that should tell you something right there. Um, but uh, like I said, it, it's the the dirt sheet writers and websites. They're not journalists. They are not. I mean, they report completely on rumor with nothing to back it up. I mean, they say they have sources, but they can't provide any evidence or anything to back up any of their stories because they can't out their sources, you know, but uh, yet they, they'll sit here and say, you know, that their their word is gospel. I actually have seen one wrestling quote-unquote journalist post this on Twitter. Oh, my word is gospel. That's why people follow me and things like that. And I'm sorry if the second you start spouting off things like that you lose any credibility that you have because nobody is infallible everybody makes mistakes and you know if you want to be a respected journalist number one you have to put out there that you know if you're reporting on a rumor say it's a rumor if you supposedly have a source i'm sorry you need to provide some measure of backup other than just your own word because I'm, I don't care how often you're right about things, it, you know. In this day and age we live in, what have you done for me lately? Okay, you were right six months ago about something. So what does that mean today? Nothing. So that's that's pretty much that as far as the the dirt sheets go. I mean, you know, another thing: real journalists don't get themselves in, involved in Twitter beefs with their critics. You know, an actual journalist, an actual news reporter will post a story or post a link to a story that they've done, and that's that. I mean, they don't feel the need to clap back at people who say they're full of crap or, you know, fake news and things like that. They they post it, and that's that. You know, if people believe it, they believe it. If they don't, they don't. But uh, you will never see a real news journalist 
going back and forth with people on Twitter. It just doesn't happen. The only people you see that with are the uh, the the dirt sheet writers. You know, I've seen Meltzer do it. I've seen Alvarez do it. I've I've seen Keller do it. Uh, you know, and they'll you know they'll they'll get into arguments and flinging insults back and forth with with people who criticize the their stories and things along those lines and they and they buy into it and they uh you know they'll get into the back and forth on twitter that that's not how a journalist behaves and the type of stories that these people put out are not the type of you know it's not what a journalist would put out i mean you know there's no way to fact check any of the stories put out by any of these dirt sheet guys and that you know that pretty much gives them free reign to say whatever they want without consequence because you can't prove it one way or the other until it actually happens on television or you know something along those lines so it's it's honestly to me it's uh, it's a joke i mean i don't claim to be a wrestling journalist when i put stuff out here on the podcast or on you know social media or what have you I, I call it what it is. I say it's a rumor, you know, that and until it plays out, like I said, on TV or however it might play out, it's a rumor, plain and simple. So it, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it pretty much is what it is. So uh, that's uh, that's pretty much all I'm going to say about that. But getting back to the main part of this story, uh, you know, definitely rest in peace, Silver King. I was a fan of his with uh you know when he was with wcw so uh you know hopefully his uh you know want to send condolences out to his family and things like that because he was uh, really a, a legend in uh, mexican wrestling and was a, a mainstay in the u.s with wcw <clears throat> so moving on to the the main purpose of my show this week like i said i was uh, at warrior wrestling five here in chicago uh, yesterday afternoon uh, it was a fantastic show they had you know a few bumps in the road leading up to it with uh, people having to uh, you know cancel their their appearances and things like that and they uh, I mean they rolled with it and they put together a fantastic show they got you know got over those hurdles uh, they had a, a last minute cancellation from uh, uh, Eddie Edwards he was supposed to have a cage match with Austin Aries but apparently he came down with the flu so he wasn't able to make it due to that but they uh, you know they put on a fantastic show last night. The opening match was for the Warrior Wrestling Championship. Uh, the steel cage match that was supposed to be with Aries and Eddie Edwards ended up being a triple threat with uh, Austin Aries, uh, Wardlow, and Brian Cage for the uh, the Warrior Wrestling Championship. Fantastic match. Cage did retain. Uh, the rest of the card from top to bottom, I mean, every match was spectacular. You had Sam Adonis uh, with a victory over uh, local uh, Chicago guy Pat Monix. He is fantastic if you have an opportunity to look him look up any of his matches uh you know keep keep an eye on pat monix he is a guy to watch uh then we had a uh another singles match with brian pillman jr versus uh robert the ego anthony with frank the clown in his corner it was a hair versus clown match uh pillman was victorious so he did not have his mullet shaved in the middle of the ring and he did get five minutes alone in the ring with frank the clown uh great match between uh pillman and anthony and the uh you know, after uh, after the match with uh, Frank the Clown, Pillman did get his uh, did get his revenge on Frank the Clown. Took a nasty, nasty bump uh, on top of multiple chairs. Did Frank the Clown? Uh, so he uh, definitely got uh, what was coming to him. The, the fans were going nuts for this one. Uh, we had Filthy Tom Lawler, the MLW champion, in a uh, one-on-one match with Chris R- Ridgeway. 
this match was outstanding. I mean, it was a complete technical masterpiece. Uh, you know, a lot of mat wrestling, uh, back and forth, chain wrestling, hold for hold. It was it was an amazing match with these two guys. Uh, and Tom Lawler did win win the match via submission. Uh, we had a very entertaining tag team match with the Space Pirates versus the Ugly Ducklings, which was, like I said, extremely entertaining. You know, these guys are... Um, I don't know if I'd really call them comedy acts, but, well, yeah, probably. Um, they, they would definitely fit that category. It was just hugely entertaining. Great match. Uh, Space Pirates were victorious in that one. We had uh, Volador Jr. versus Gringo Loco. Volador Jr. was victorious in that one. Had uh, an amazing tag team match with the Lucha Brothers versus uh, Cota Brazil and Daga. Uh, yeah, this match was just probably the match of the night. Uh, was the was this tag team match it was just ridiculous if you if you can find it online i know warrior wrestling does put their uh, their events online so you know check that one out uh, lucha brothers were victorious in that one and the main event of the evening for the first ever warrior wrestling women's championship we had tessa blanchard versus jordan grace with molly holly as a special referee uh, Tessa Blanchard was victorious in this one. A little bit of a controversial finish. Uh, you know, Jordan seemed to think she uh, she kicked out of the pinfall, but uh, Molly Holly did count three. So Tessa Blanchard is your new first ever Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion. And I've uh, got to say, uh, it was, you know, a fantastic match between these two. And I did, uh, I was actually able to get a very brief interview with Molly Holly during the uh, the fan fest prior to the show. So that will be part of the uh, videos that I'm posting right afterwards here. And it was, uh, you know, all around a great, great show. I uh, got some, some pretty good footage from the fan fest. Like I said, the only uh, interview I was able to get was with Molly Holly, but it was awesome. She was really, really nice about it and, uh, you know, had... Uh, you know, a lot of good stuff to say about uh, Jordan and Tessa during during that brief interview I had with her. So you'll be seeing that coming up here in a few minutes. And uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. I'm going to be, uh, you know, cutting over to uh, the video footage from the Fan Fest. It's mostly just uh, me kind of going over the card, showing you... Uh, Showing you around the fan fest, some of the different superstars were uh, that were around, seated around me, and uh, you know the uh, the fans coming in, getting their pictures and autographs and things like that, and it was it was a lot of fun. So I highly encourage any of you guys, if you're in Chicago or going to be in Chicago during a, a Warrior Wrestling show, get your tickets, come out, check it out. It's a lot of fun. They put on some amazing amazing matches and they get some really good indie talent to come in for their shows and it's for a great cause the uh you know the uh shows go to benefit uh marion catholic high school for scholarships for their students and things like that uh, i've got to say a big big thank you to steve tortorello the principal of marion catholic and the promoter of warrior wrestling uh you know just an awesome guy gave me uh, a wonderful opportunity to uh to have the show at their fan fest and uh, did tell me you know i'm i'm welcome back anytime which i plan on taking him up on uh, as much as possible for whatever shows they have coming up in the future i can pretty much guarantee you that catch hook and shoot will be there uh you know recording more content and uh doing as much promotion for them as i possibly can because it is an awesome awesome promotion so uh, with that, I'm going to sign off right now. I'm going to cut to these uh, uh, videos that I got from uh, the event yesterday. So I hope everybody has a good week. I'll be back to my normal schedule uh, next week on Sunday, 3 p.m. 
um, streaming live on Twitch and then going up on all the usual podcasting platforms after that. Make sure you are listening and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, and of course live every Sunday at 3 p.m. on Twitch. Uh, to search for Catch, Hook, and Shoot on any of those, you'll be able to find it. Make sure you're following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn, at Catch, Hook, Shoot. And make sure you check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash catch, hook, shoot, and our Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingtees.com slash catch, hook, shoot. And if you ever want to send over an email, questions, comments, uh, anything, uh, you know, if you'd like to, something you'd like to see or hear on the show, uh, any you know ideas i'm open to pretty much anything that's catchhookshoot at gmail.com so i am going to sign off for right now i will see you guys next sunday hope you enjoy the uh the video footage that's coming up from warrior wrestling yesterday and i will talk to you guys soon hey what's going on everybody this is tom from catch hook and shoot i am here at uh, marion catholic high school for warrior wrestling five just finished getting set up uh yeah getting ready for the fan fest to start in about 10 minutes or so uh, let me show you guys what's going on. There's no, no wrestlers in here yet. Just everybody setting their tables up. You see some vendors setting their stuff up. And, uh, yeah, should be a great time. I am situated right here. My table is right between the Warrior Wrestling Champion, Brian Cage, and the uh, one of the women challenging for the first ever Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship today, Tessa Blanchard. So, uh, you know, hopefully I can get uh, one of them, both of them to pop their head in say hello so uh yeah i'm gonna be recording as much as i can hopefully get to talk to some people and uh yeah should be should be a great time and you'll probably see me adjusting the camera a lot because it's on a, a swivel arm here but uh yeah i'm gonna be see what kind of what kind of cool stuff i can get going on so uh yeah i uh, will sign off for the moment but i'll definitely be back and forth, hopefully recording a bunch of stuff this afternoon, so uh, stay tuned. Hey, what's going on, everybody? So uh, here at the Warrior Wrestling 5 Fan Fest, the doors just opened, fans are filing in, and uh, yeah, still waiting on some of the wrestlers to, to come down and set up their, uh, their tables here for autographs, photo ops, but uh, as you can see, set up right down for me is Molly Holly. And with their backs to me those are the space pirates right there so waiting on some more wrestlers to come down and get set up get ready to meet the fans uh yeah i am set up right in between brian cage and tessa blanchard so hopefully can get one of them to pop over and say hello get on the mic for a little bit and uh so yeah pretty pretty excited about being here uh you know met the uh promoter owner of warrior wrestling steve who's also the uh, the principal of marion catholic high school and uh you know really cool guy they put on a great show here uh some little bit of bad news found out that eddie edwards uh, apparently got the flu so he's not going to be able to appear on the show tonight he was supposed to be having a steel cage match with austin aries to kick off the show uh so wondering how uh how that's gonna how that's going to affect the show is the cage match still going to go on uh or is that going to be canceled are they going to have another opponent for aries so uh, it should you know have to see how that one works out haven't heard anything as far as a replacement just yet and uh tessa blanchard is walking up to her table right now tessa blanchard and daga as a matter of fact <laughs> And see 
Tessa and Daga taking a seat at their table, getting ready to meet and greet the fans. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for the moment here. Just wanted to uh, give another check in. Like I said, fans are filing in, wrestlers are filing in, so it's gonna be gonna be an exciting Sunday afternoon here at Warrior Wrestling Five. So I will check back in in a bit. Hey, what's up, everybody? Catch hook and shoot here at the uh, Warrior Wrestling Five Fan Fest. Fans are still coming in. Doors just opened a little while ago. Uh, still waiting for some of the wrestlers to to uh, to get here and get set up for their meet and greets and autographs and photo ops and all that kind of fun stuff um seated actually here right next to tessa blanchard and daga and uh, on the other side of me should be brian cage i don't i'm assuming he will be here i know he's uh, injured suffered a back injury at the last impact wrestling pay-per-view but he is set to defend his warrior wrestling championship today uh, against uh wardlow so we'll have to see uh yeah, see when he gets here if he's uh, if he's able to compete or uh, or what's going to happen. I know Wardlow has been calling him out on social media, saying he needs to just give up the championship. So uh, yeah, should be should be interesting to see when uh, when Cage gets here how that's going to work out. Uh, now I know Melissa Santos this past week on Impact was saying that he uh, you know his back was pretty bad. I uh, wasn't even really able to lift their uh, their daughter. So. You know, I would assume if that's the case, he wouldn't be able to compete in the match either. But who knows? I mean, he's been going through rehab like a crazy person uh, daily, multiple times a day. So we'll have to see where uh, what's going to happen with Cage. Hopefully he is able to compete. Um, yeah, like I said, still uh, got people filing in, fans, wrestlers. Uh, so waiting to, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know. Hopefully get some uh, some photos, get somebody to stop by and say hello. Uh, I'm hoping I can get uh, Cage to pop in for, for a little cameo here once he gets to his table right here next to me. I uh, would love the opportunity to, to maybe get uh, Daga and Tessa to stop by and say hello. So we'll have to see. Uh, oh, it looks like Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix just walked in. Let me turn the camera around here, see if we can see them. Uh... Yeah, they're seated directly across from me on the other side of the gym. Not, not too easy to see, but yeah, the uh, the Lucha Brothers just walked in. So, and uh, today they are competing against Coda Brazil and Daga, who's sitting right here next to me. So that'll be uh, that'll be an insane tag team match. And uh, so yeah, that's pretty much all that's going on right now. Um, yeah, just looking out at the uh, the fans, you know, waiting waiting for autographs. Tessa Blanchard has a huge line. Molly Holly's got a, a good sized line here. Pentagon and Phoenix had a line before they even walked into the room. So, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so yeah, there's a uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of people coming out, and uh, should be an awesome time here. There's a couple other podcasts set up, so. Uh, yeah, like I said, hopefully I'm able to get a couple of, couple of people to stop by and say hello. I'm going to work on that, so I will check back in in a bit. So what's up, everybody? Checking in one more time. People still filing in here, still waiting for some of the, the wrestlers to uh, get their tables set up. Cotto Brazil actually just got set up directly across from me. See if you guys can see him. He's actually at that table right there. 
but there's somebody standing in front of him at the moment. <laughs> Fans coming in, getting their uh, autographs and photo ops. There's Kodo right there. And his tag team partner for tonight, Daga, at the table right next to me, right there, along with Tessa Blanchard. And this table over here is designated for Brian Cage, the Warrior Wrestling Champion. Uh, has not made an appearance quite yet. Uh, like I was saying before, he was injured at the uh, Impact pay-per-view uh, the night that he won the uh, the Impact World Championship. And uh, so it's kind of questionable if he's going to be able to compete here today and defend his Warrior Wrestling title against Wardlow. Wardlow has been calling him out uh, pretty heavily on social media and, uh, you know, basically telling him to that he should just give up the championship. And, uh, yeah, not not thinking Cage is going to be too keen on just handing over his title. So got to wait and see uh, what the status of that match is going to be. Now they have uh, been saying that Eddie Edwards is not going to be here. He is scheduled for a cage match against Austin Aries. Uh, but uh, from what I heard, he apparently has got the flu. So not sure if they're going to have a replacement for him. Uh, you know, maybe uh, if Cage is not able to compete, if he's got to forfeit the title, maybe it'll be a case of Wardlow versus Austin Aries in the uh, in the cage match for the uh, the Warrior Wrestling Championship. That uh, match would definitely be worth uh, the price of admission here. Then, of course, the uh, the big one for tonight, crowning the first ever Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion, Tessa Blanchard, sitting right over here against uh, Jordan Grace. To, uh, to crown the first champion. Special referee for that match is Molly Holly, who is sitting a couple tables down from me. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, see see how that comes out. Who's going to be the first ever Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion? Who's going to be the uh, uh, the uh, Warrior Wrestling Champion at the beginning of the night? And then uh, some other matches going on today. We've got the Lucha Brothers versus Cotto Brazil and Daga, who is also sitting right next to me with Tessa Blanchard. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. taking on the Ego Robert Anthony with Frank the Clown. That's a hair versus clown match. If uh, Brian Pillman loses the match, he gets his mullet cut in the middle of the ring. Uh, but if Pillman wins, he gets five minutes in the ring alone with Frank the Clown. So we'll have to see how that one goes. That one sounds uh, sounds like an interesting match there. Uh, we've got Sam Adonis taking on Pat Monix. Uh, Sam Adonis, of course, the brother of WWE commentator Corey Graves. Uh, Pat Monix, a local Chicago wrestler. He... Uh, um, yeah, I've got to say I'm not too familiar with him. He made an appearance at Warrior Wrestling 4, but did not wrestle. He just kind of came out and uh, made an appearance in the arena. But he, uh, he's got kind of kind of a uh, uh, DJZ Mustafa Ali vibe with uh, with his look. I'm not saying he, you know, it's not a copy of either one of those guys by any means. But that's that's kind of the uh, like I said the vibe. Um, we've got the Space Pirates versus the Ugly Ducklings. Uh, Space Pirates, very entertaining tag team, so it should, uh, you know, should be a great match with those two teams. We've got Volador Jr. versus Gringo Loco, uh, another high-flying lucha-style type match. And then we've got uh, Filthy Tom Lawler, the MLW World Champion, taking on Chris Ridgeway. Uh, so, yeah, pretty pretty stacked card here. Like I said, the only things in question are uh, Brian Cage for his championship. Uh, defense against Wardlow and then uh, Eddie Edwards apparently not going to be here because he is uh, sick with the flu so we'll, uh, yeah I could I could definitely see those two matches kind of being combined and Wardlow versus Austin Aries in the cage for the championship if the if Brian Cage is not able to go so we'll have to see what's going to happen with that one and uh, yeah I'm going to sign off for the moment and hopefully get somebody in here to uh, come and say hi and 
I will, uh, yeah, I will be back shortly. All right, so my wife and my brother right now just noticed that Molly Holly's table is free, so they're going to try to get her to come over to say hello. So, yeah, my nerves are on the edge of my skin, to say the least. I have never conducted an interview in my life, so uh, we'll see how, how this goes. If anything, it'll be just a couple of seconds. Hello, great to see you. And that, uh, that kind of fun stuff, so. And it looks like she's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom. Nice to meet you. Can I get you on mic for a couple seconds? There you go. So I am standing here with Molly Holly. Actually, can you take a couple steps? Oh, this yeah, way? is this also video? Oh, yes, it my is. Hair. Okay. <laughs> you look perfect. Thanks. Uh, first of all, thank you for coming by. You are the very first wrestler that I've ever interviewed. So if I'm a bit nervous. Oh, that's so exciting! <laughs> oh, you're nervous now. Wait till I attack you. <laughs> okay, I can die happy now. <laughs> But uh, so you're refereeing tonight, Jordan Grace versus Tessa Blanchard for the first ever Warrior Wrestling Women's Title. Yes, I so am. So how are how are you feeling going into that one? I, I mean, am terrified. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am so out of shape. Plus, refereeing is like a whole special skill mm -hmm. where I, I mean, you can only really improve by practice. And right. I have not refereed a gig in quite some time. So. Yeah, I don't think referees get enough credit for oh what they gosh. do. Oh my gosh, it's like you have to stay out of the way yet be in the action and anticipate yeah. when things are happening so that you don't get run over and you have to hold control. You, I mean, there's so many elements to what that is. And um, anyway, I'm just hoping I don't mess anything up. So. I, I'm not thinking you also. Uh, what do you think about uh, Jordan and Tessa? I mean, I for me, they're the two best in the world right now. They're amazing. I mean, Tessa's got a line out the door. I mean, there are people yeah. from all over, like a five states around that have driven in just to see Tessa. So yeah, it's the, she's got her autograph signing line is a very, very impressive mm -hmm. and it's for good reason. I mean, she, yes. she's amazing. And to see these girls tonight, I mean, I'm excited to be like up in the action and I'll mm -hmm. get to see all the maneuvers and um, I'll probably be like feeling their pain emotionally uh, <laughs> and also being really thankful that I'm not the one taking the bumps. Uh, but it should, yeah, it, tonight's, or I guess it's afternoon. I keep saying tonight, I'm like, oh, it's a matinee I know. show. Yeah, I, <laughs> but I've it been should doing be awesome. Thing. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much. I know you probably want to get back to your table because I know you've had a, quite a line this afternoon too, but uh, thank you so much for stopping by. This is yeah. awesome. Thanks I appreciate for having it so me. much. All right, thanks. Thank you. All right, so the Warrior Wrestling Champion, Brian Cage, just showed up at his table right here next to me. And, uh, yeah, he's looking phenomenal as always. So, uh, yeah, just had an interview with uh, Nora Greenwald, Molly Holly. Uh, first ever first ever interview with a, uh, with a wrestler for the podcast, so it was uh, absolutely awesome. Uh, she was, you know, she was really cool, and uh, hopefully my nerves didn't show through too much there. But... Uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely picking up here at the Warrior Wrestling Five Fan Fest, and uh, you know having a great time. Hopefully, gonna get uh, a couple couple more of the wrestlers to stop by, say hello, talk about their matches tonight, and uh, yeah, the the interview with Molly Holly was awesome again. So I'm gonna be hanging my hat on that one for quite a while here. But uh, so yeah, just kind of kind of a surreal. Surreal moment there, getting a chance to uh, to interview Molly Holly, one of the greats in uh, on women's wrestling um, in uh, WWE and pretty much anywhere. So uh, 
you know, that was just uh, an awesome, awesome experience. She was really cool, and uh, she helped to calm my nerves a little bit. So just a uh, class act all around. Thank you again to Molly Holly. Okay, so we just had a little bit of a face-off between Brian Cage and Tessa Blanchard right in front of me. Kind of scared me for my life for a minute. <laughs> so uh, basically we have Tessa Blanchard challenge, uh, issuing a challenge to Brian Cage for uh, when, quote-unquote, she wins the Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship, going uh, title for title with Brian Cage for the Warrior Wrestling Championship. So uh, interesting, interesting little exchange. Unfortunately, I didn't get it on camera here but i believe my wife got it on her phone so <laughs> all right so this is catch hook and shoot we're back at warrior wrestling five uh intermission right now uh so to kick off the night we had a steel cage match uh was originally scheduled to be austin aries and eddie edwards eddie edwards was ill not able to make it so it ended up being a triple threat with aries wardlow and brian cage for the warrior wrestling championship brian cage did retain and as you can see he is right over here greeting his fans Signing autographs, taking pictures, and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, from there, we had uh, Sam Adonis taking on Pat Monix. Sam Adonis was victorious in that one in no DQ. Uh, the Space, Space Pirates versus the Ugly, Duckling, Ugly Ducklings. That match was super entertaining. Space Pirates were victorious. Filthy Tom Lawler defeated Chris Ridgway. And Brian Pillman Jr. defeated... Uh, Robert Anthony with Frank the Clown got his five minutes in in the ring with Frank the Clown. Uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah awesome show so far. So like I said, we're at intermission. Got a couple more matches to go. We got the Lucha Brothers versus Cota Brazil and Daga, uh, Volador Jr. versus Gringo Loco, and then it looks like the main event's going to be Jordan Grace versus Tessa Blanchard for the first ever Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship. So uh, yeah, that's it so far. I'll uh, see if I can maybe talk to anybody else and uh yeah get back to the rest of the show so i will be back